Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Today is Epiphany, also called the Feast of Epiphany. Theophany, which is what they celebrate in the Eastern Orthodox Church, and many Hispanic communities, which I'm very familiar with coming from Miami, they call it Three Kings Day. And the word epiphany is from Greek, ephonia, which means manifestation, appearing, or brightness. Here's a Christian holiday commemorating the first manifestation of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. Epiphany is one of the three oldest feast days on our, in, of the Christian church. The other two are Easter and Pentecost. Surprisingly, I was looking up, Christmas did not begin until around 336 AD, or commonly known CE, the Common Era. Episcopalians, Roman Catholics, Lutherans, Anglicans, and other Western churches observe the feast on January 6th. In Eastern Orthodox churches, Epiphany is celebrated on January 19th, since their Christmas Eve falls on January 6th. The Feast of Epiphany is celebrated on the 12th day after Christmas, when all our decorations are down, but maybe not quite put away yet. And this day is celebrated around the world with parades, festivals, parties, special foods, and worship services. And Father Mark had made this day a special celebration at St. Edward's. Now you may say between you and I, Deacon Bob, how do you know that? <laughs> ah, because we have incense tonight. <laughs> so thank you, for Father Mark, for doing that. And the Feast of Epiphany commemorates the visit of the three wise men to Jesus. Now who knows their name out there? Raise your hand if you know their names. Oh, not one. Raise your hand if you know the name of the seven dwarfs. Huh? No? Anybody out there know that? Okay. All right. Just want to check to see. All right. The balance there. Anyway, the names of the, uh, as written, okay, uh, of the um, three wise men was Caspar, Malachior, and Balthazar. Now, these men were astrologers. They went to Jerusalem, as we heard in the Gospel of Matthew, verse 2, and asked, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observe his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. And after a meeting with Herod and receiving special instructions, they set out and followed the star to Bethlehem and to the house where Jesus, Mary, and Joseph were staying. And upon entering, knelt before Jesus, were overwhelmed, worshiped him and gave gifts that were symbolic gifts of one who is to be the king of kings. Myrrh, an expensive perfume for burial, gold which represents wealth and kingship, and frankincense which represents divinity. And after being warned in a dream, the three wise men left for their own country instead of following the instructions of Herod, who said, report back to me when you find him. 
Now the lessons heard tonight for the Feast of Epiphany are the same, whether it's year A, B, or C. And I have seen them and read them many times as a lay reader and now as a deacon. And while preparing to do this homily and reading the gospel over and over, a word in the gospel of Matthew got my attention like never before. And the word was dream. And I said to myself, did we not hear about an important dream not too long ago? And my memory was right, surprisingly. And it was on the fourth Sunday at Advent when the angel of the Lord spoke to Joseph in a dream and told him not to leave Mary and to take her as his wife. And he did. And that got my curiosity going, and I did some more research. And about two years after the birth of Jesus, an angel of the Lord again appeared to Joseph in a dream and told him to go to Egypt to escape the wrath of Herod. And this is known as the flight to Egypt. And he did. Later, after the death of Herod, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and told him it is now safe to go back to the land of Israel. And the family decided it would be best to go to the city of Nazareth. And they did. All these accounts of angels of God speaking to Joseph in a dream to ensure unity of family and their safety can be found in the Gospel of Matthew. And I wonder if Matthew in his Gospel, who has written specifically for the Jewish community, use dreams because dreams play such an important role in the Old Testament, going all the way back to the book of Genesis. In fact, throughout scripture, there are at least 20 Bible verses whereby dreams were offered by God to give guidance and purpose for decisions or actions that change the course of history. And we heard such this evening when the wise men did not return to Herod. Then I tried to recall if God had ever, ever spoken to me in a dream. How about you? Has God ever spoken to you in a dream? Now, I could not remember that God did. But God has spoken to me in another way. And let me tell you a story about Sophie, my neighbor's dog. It was a Saturday morning, and I was doing one of my do-it-yourself projects, one that scares the heck out of me, plumbing. I'm not very good at it, but I always give it a go. So I made my list, went to Home Depot. I got what I think I got, because you do plumbing on a house that's 45 years old. It never is what you think it's going to be, but I give it a shot. And as I got in my car, the neighbor two houses down pulled up to the driveway, and their son looked out and yelled at me, Mr. Damon, have you seen Sophie? He got out. She got out. And I said, no, I'm sorry. You know, I, I haven't seen Sophie, but okay. He said, don't worry, don't worry. We'll find her. No problem. We'll find her. Thank you. All right. So I turn around, and I walk in the house went to the bathroom where the plumbing project was, got in position under the sink, 
got to where I was going to think I was going to need to work on the plumbing. And as I look at that plumbing, I didn't see plumbing. I saw the face of that little boy that was so positive that he was going to find his dog. And if that wasn't enough, there was a voice, a big voice, saying, get yourself out of here, get in your car, and go help find that dog right now. You know, and I'm, you know, me, I'm not very quick, okay? Procrastination's my number one thing, okay? But I couldn't help it. So I got myself out. You know, if you ever get under cabinets, it's not always easy. But I got myself out, and I said, Karen, something's telling me to go help him find the dog. So I'm going to go help find it. So I went with places where kind of a lot of traffic, just in case if Sophie was hit by a car, I could be able to do something, you know, uh, and keep it from the little boy, but he wasn't there. So then I said, okay, let me start going up and down the neighborhood, and our streets were long. They, they went uh, north and south. So I went up one and another, about four blocks, and I'm coming down, and I see a group of dogs, and there was Sophie. And I said, praise God, because I was praying to God the whole time. Guide me to Sophie. Guide me to Sophie. you got to get me to Sophie, okay? And sure enough, I found Sophie. And when Sophie saw me, because she knows me, I said, Sophie, what are you doing out here? Come on, get in my car. And she got in my car, and I brought her home. And I think I was more thrilled than that little boy. <laughs> and, I, and I still have tears now, I tell you, okay, because it was exciting, okay, to see him. And we found Sophie. You know, his dream, his dream was fulfilled because he had his dog back. And my dream was fulfilled because I, I saw a happy face on that little boy besides the parents. So obviously when I got back to the house, I say, okay, God, now you got to help me with this plumbing. <laughs> and sure enough, God did. So today on our church calendar starts this season of Epiphany. And unlike other seasons, it does not have a special color. This Sunday we'll invest in white and the altar will be dressed in white. Then we'll make the transition to green. And I was telling Father Mark as we were going over the seasons and the sermons, the scheduled sermons and everything, we should petition Bishop Curry to assign a special color for the season of Epiphany. Because it is a very important season where we'll experience the power of God the Father and the Holy Spirit, Jesus. And we'll experience a manifestation of Jesus Christ, the light of the world, God's only begotten Son. From his baptism that we will celebrate this Sunday, it marks the beginning of his ministry, the calling of his disciples. We will celebrate the presentation of Jesus in the temple. We will be introduced to his teachings. And finally, the transfiguration of Jesus upon the holy mountain. And then Jesus descending down that holy mountain to begin his journey to the holy city of Jerusalem. And for us, that will be a sign that the beginning of the season of Lent is soon. I once read that to know and to encounter Jesus Christ is to know God personally. To know God personally means that we are to allow God to be part of our lives. And this can only be done if we establish a connection with God. The word I like to use for this to happen is called connectivity. I learned it many years ago. 
and was attending Stuyhausen School. It's a two-way, not a one-way, a two-way association with God the Father. And we are to establish this relationship through worship, prayer, song, actions, even quiet times, and sharing the word of God with others. And God relates to us through our souls, conscious. That voice we hear, such as I did when I was under the sink, through dreams, such as what happened with Joseph and the wise men. Back and forth. Back and forth. If we allow this to happen, we will find a true and lasting peace with God. Then that will bring us even closer to Jesus, to know him, and give us that golden opportunity to walk side by side with Jesus during this season of Epiphany. That through the power of the Holy Spirit, open our eyes and ears and share in his manifestation as written in the scriptures. To bring the light of Christ to those we meet. And we are reminded of this in the preface for the season of Epiphany. That will be heard in our worship throughout Epiphany. So let us turn to page 378 in the Book of Common Prayer. And let us say together the preface for Epiphany. A preface is seasonally written, and it's said before we do the Sanctus, the Holy, Holy, Holy. So when your heads are up, I'll, I'll know that you found it. Yes? Okay? Are right, you ready? We'll say it together. Because in the mystery of the Word made flesh, you have caused a new light to shine in our hearts, to give the knowledge of your glory in the face of your Son, Jesus Christ. As we walk out these doors tonight, remember, God has a plan for each one of us. And God will have his own unique way to let us know of this plan. And it could even be in a dream. So let us be ready to accept his plan and to take action in his name and be a beacon of hope, welcome the light of Christ as the wise men did in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls during this epiphany season and throughout our lives. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.